us to day four. Hope everyone is feeling good because we've got quite a few more days to go. And today we have a very special guest. You'll know him from the Olympopod. It's Chris. Hey, does it get any better than being a special guest on your own podcast? <laughs> well, Chris, play your cards right and you might even make your way back onto the logo. Whoa. I mean, I didn't know that going to play sport for a weekend would put my position in jeopardy, but there well, you go. There's no, there's no room for sport in an Olympics podcast, I tell you. There absolutely is not. Right. Well, Chris, we need to rush through this because there's a plenty more sport that then we have to go back and watch. The big news of the day is, of course, that Simone Biles retired from the team all round competition. And the even bigger news is that the world's media went into complete meltdown about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was barely settled in for the three hours or so of the, the competition when I noticed that uh, not only had Simone Biles already performed her first and only piece in the whole competition, but then she was uh, pulling out of the whole thing. First of all, leaving the floor, then coming back, strapping up, uh, but then never taking part again. All I read was that she was out with like an unspecified medical issue after the first rotation and nothing else since then. Uh, well, the official statement is Simone Biles has withdrawn from the team final competition due to a medical issue. She will be assessed daily to determine medical clearance for future competitions. There you go. But that opened the door, Ruth, to a first time champion. Yes. <laughs> yesterday, the Olympics won the gymnastics. And once again, at, in the women's, the Olympics win. The spirit of the Olympics represented by... Russian athletes. <laughs> well, I have to say, though, particularly in that final rotation on the floor, the Russians were so damn composed and so sassy as well. I loved it. They, they really were top notch. So I was being very judgmental of the floor routines, mainly because I felt that the music was slightly superfluous to the performances. It didn't really look like many of the athletes were necessarily going in for a bit of artistic synchronization but the Russians really did uh, take that and they really did uh, synchronize and it was a beautiful thing to watch the Eurosport commentators um, were a little bit down on that they thought it was a little bit too Russian they prefer <sighs> the big tumbles of the Americans it's a, a matter of taste isn't it I was watching the BBC coverage with Matt Baker running it who does a great job yeah they also had one of the uh, British coaches there as part of the commentary team and they suddenly got a bronze yes that was very much kind of an afterthought on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> most, most people had seemed to have written team gb off uh who of course have on their team two irish citizens jessica oh. and jennifer gadarova born in dublin but yeah they I, I don't think they were even putting the camera on them because they were so certain it was a tie between uh, Japan and Italy for that uh, bronze medal. Sneaky, sneaky Brits. Well, good good for them. And uh, nevertheless, a good performance, I think, from the US team without their superstar athlete to get a silver medal. Absolutely. And it is a team event. Um, so you, you don't want to be relying on one person. And Jordan Childs did quite incredibly on the beam and Sinisa Lee is just such a fantastic athlete to watch. What else caught your eye today in Tokyo? 
Lots did, but can I just stick with the gymnastics for one more minute? On. Chris, I want to ask you a question. How good a shot do you think you could give the vault? <laughs> um, I'm not looking for huge difficulty. I just want to know uh, how, like, how can you get over it is my first question. Yeah, I, 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 I think I could get over it, but I think my cruciate ligament would explode before even landing, just yeah. out of pure fear. Very good. I think I could walk the beam. <laughs> <laughs> I watched quite a good bit of Rugby Sevens today and that was quite enjoyable um, Amazing Becoming a bit of a convert to that sport I think But one of the pared down sports Basketball 3x3 It's just failing to impress Chris <sighs> Yeah you said it a couple of days ago On yeah. our daily pod And I have to agree It is just dire I mean the fact that you have Real basketball in there just means you have less talented basketball players playing in an awkwardly small space. And I know what they want to achieve. It's like street ball. That's where all the class comes out. This is where pure basketball, where most of the world play it. But that's just not happening here. I'm sorry. That's all I have to say. Get rid yeah. of it or get rid of indoor basketball and bring the best players to play three on three. Yesterday, I said there's a lot to be said for a good traditional um, Olympics. And uh, new listeners may not know that on our usual pod, we take out a sport and bring in a new one. I think after this Olympics, I'll be really gutting it out. <laughs> we're we're going <laughs> to pair it back for Paris. Yeah, on, a, on a positive note, you mentioned how you like the rugby sevens. You're becoming a convert. How good was the action today? First of all, heartbreak for Ireland who needed a seven-point victory over Kenya to qualify for the quarterfinals and were winning 12-0 only to concede a late, late try and break their hearts. And But then in the quarterfinals, Argentina. Now, a lot of people say that it's tiring just to watch rugby seven sometimes and to see seven guys play in a full rugby pitch. Well, if you think seven is tiring, how about playing with six men? <laughs> that's what Argentina had to do for the most part 7-0 down in the quarterfinal against South Africa got a red card and down to six men for the majority of the match before Marcus Moneta scored two tries they lost another of the big players to an injury and then for the final play we're down to five men because they got another yellow card so they were really sweating at the end but caught the last kickoff uh, and managed to survive yeah, I am really looking forward to that uh, semi-final matchup tomorrow, Fiji-Argentina. I think that is going to be absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Now, something that didn't impress me much. I I know I've said it before that the dressage is not my thing, but I did catch a little bit of it this morning. And I just don't think horses make good dancers. They're not synchronized to the music. What's the point of the music? And then I had a little bit of a look back because, of course, it's been a sport since Stockholm 1912. But I assumed there wasn't too much music back then. So I think we need to rethink what the dressage is because the horses don't even look that happy to be dancing. Couldn't agree more. I think your tears in Rio five years ago was all the convincing we needed. Yeah. Tell me... Japan's handball women beating Montenegro. Yes. Upset. That is an upset. Delighted for them. It seemed in the handball for the most part that it was all going the way it was supposed to and there was going to be no joy for the home nation. But they managed to pull off a, a big win against the Montenegrin team, which are like the 
the heart and soul of the nation's sporting achievements. They were the first Montenegrin medal back in 2012. One of the players was the flag bearer, Jovanka Radicevic, but losing to Japan and uh, gives the Japanese an outside chance of qualification, which is great. Another huge upset day was uh, not necessarily the fact that Sweden beat the Russian Olympic Committee, but they hammered them by 12 goals, which uh, is a big one. So it's really heating up. And handball, folks, every single day. There's handball every single day, every single day don't miss it do you know what else seems to be on every single day swimming football now, <laughs> let's, le- let's <laughs> never mention that again no, no, no. <laughs> now chris yesterday i drew the attention of our daily listeners to the youngest competitor in the aquatic center mm. four-year-old lydia jacoby <laughs> well on day four she only went and got herself the gold in the 100 meter breaststroke Jacoby hails from Alaska, a state which Wikipedia tells me joined the Union on January 3rd, 1959. Well, in that same year, Hawaii was to join it on the 21st of August, 1959. And I mention all of this because Hawaii, of course, is the state which gave us the great Duke Kanahamuku, winner of five Olympic gold swimming medals and who was a major figure in the popularization of the sport of surfing. What a segue! And then today, in Tokyo 2020, mm, Hawaii's Carissa Moore wins gold in the first ever women's Olympic surfing final, showing that if not everything is a full circle, it is at the very least a gently undulating curve. Beautiful. I mean, that is just gorgeous. Uh, If we're talking about islands, can I bring up one more story? Because we have our smallest country to win an Olympic gold at a Summer Olympic Games. Bermuda! Bermuda. And uh, 33-year-old Flora Duffy, who's not Irish, unbelievably, managed to win the triathlon. Had been the favourite for a long time and felt there was a lot of pressure on her saying, you know, I was the favourite for five years. A lot of expectation coming into this. And uh, delighted for her that she was able to get over in uncontroversial circumstances unlike the men's triathlon yesterday uh the triathlon which hasn't been moved up to Sapporo to uh save the athletes from incredibly draining temperatures uh was actually just moved to the early hours of the morning uh the men's one had to be restarted after a boat blocked half of the athletes from diving in at the very beginning so there was a boat about five meters away from the starting point and the starter just didn't care and told them to go. Half of them jumped in the water. Half of them just stood there saying, what are we supposed to do? There's a huge boat in the way. And uh, after about 150 meters of half the field swimming, they were eventually stopped, brought back to the beginning and went again. And Norway claimed gold with Christian Blumenfeld. Okay, but throw back to Paris 1900, where there was a swimming obstacle course which required you to clumber over boats. So maybe this is one to look into. For the future. Yeah. Uh, for But for all the field, I think, would be a fair way to start it. Uh, <laughs> or add a bit of randomness to it. <laughs> I think so. I think so. It's like when you go into the pentathlon, you know, you don't know which horse you're going to get. Mm. You don't know which lane fair. you're getting. You don't know which boat you're getting, you know? Fair, fair. Right, Chris, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? You you teased it there very nicely. Uh, I think everyone should watch the semi-finals and finals of the Rugby Sevens. Argentina against Fiji in one, New Zealand against Great Britain in the other. And uh, Fiji looking to defend their title from five years ago. Uh, It's just the men's competition at the moment. Definitely tune in and watch that. 
And there's more weightlifting for anybody who cares. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another thing that's on every single day. I know, but then it finishes quickly and then you're going, no, no, another four years. No, no. Anyway. Okay, Chris, uh, that's it for today. Um, are you are you back tomorrow? Are you a special guest tomorrow yes, on your own podcast? Yes, I, I am. I'm available if needed. Okay. Well, in that case, we will hear <laughs> from you then. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone, and enjoy the next day, day five of the Olympics. Bye.